It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. How good is Australia? Have a go. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Get a job. Have a go. To start a business. Start a family. To buy a home. Have a go. Have a go. And get a fair go when they have that go. Get a job. Work hard. Work hard. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. This is the best country in the world in which to work hard. Work hard. G'day and welcome to the Have A Go podcast for another week. My name is Dave Edwards and I'm joined by my good friend, Dane Eldridge, here in the studio. Mate, how are you? I'm well, mate, and it's a pleasure to be with you again as we uh, try and work out if Australia is a viable and profitable uh, venture or if we should just outsource it to Russia. There's been a lot of people who've been reaching out to us, which has been very nice on social media. A couple of emails coming in as well. Loving we it. love the engagement. We embrace engagement at all times. Certainly do. I mean, we live in a world which has never been more distant from our fellow man. Have we? We've never had mm. so much interconnectivity, but we're all very lonely. So send us an email. Yeah, it's good to know that people are out there listening. I mean, we'd probably still do the podcast if no one was listening, but it is <laughs> nice to get some validation. Yeah. yeah. And just some acknowledgement that people exist out there and are listening. But um, look, if you're enjoying what you're, what you're hearing or if you've got suggestions, uh, this can be something of a recommendation box. Email haveagopodcast at gmail.com. Social media, you can find us. And I know that there's a lot of concern in Australia at the moment, so don't act like you're happy and content, okay, because I know you, there's things on your mind and we want to hear about them. I'm glad you used the word concern because today's episode is all about concerns. We're all concerned about this subject deeply. In some in some ways and some in others, but there's concern right across the, the board, isn't there? Mate, if there's one thing Australians don't like, it's change. We don't like it. We fear it, in fact. We all fear change at the deepest level. There's a lot of people out there that think that the climate might be changing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard about that. But mm. Bit of buzz. A lot of, of buzz. people, mm. including scientists mm. uh, who study this shit, say that the Earth, the Earth's climate is changing and maybe humans are to blame for that. What yeah. are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a hot topic, mate. It's a very hot topic and you can't escape it. It's at barbecues, mm. it's at families, it's, it's everywhere. But, I mean, with climate change, I mean, besides the science, is it even real? Well, that's the thing, mate. And that's where, where the debate is today in Australia and probably, you know, in other countries as well. Mm. But where do you sit in the debate? Are you a denial? Are you in denial or are you accepting? Because it's denial or acceptance. We live in a binary world. Which one? Which side are you on? You have to be on either side. You can't mm. be in the middle. There can be no nuance. There can be no centrism. You no. have to take a side. Otherwise, you'll be cast out. Um, personally, I like to read. I like to take in the science. I'm not a smart man by any means. So I like to um, feed the, the data as it's given to me, but also like to go on gut feel. Okay, so the way I feel is what the fact is. Okay, Okay. now look, seas are rising, average temps, they're soaring. You know, Australia's on fire 12 months ago, but didn't it just rain the other week? Yeah, it did. Like, so I. And I guess, you know, climate and weather. Aren't they the same thing? I thought so. I, I mean, thought so, but apparently it's not so. No, apparently it's supposed to be going to like now's okay, but it's going to be bad in you know, 10 or 15, 20, 30 years. But right. that's not now and that's not tactile. So I'm not feeling anything. And also as well, I haven't seen anything untoward happen in the CBD either. So I, I don't know what everyone's yep. talking about. Well, everyone's thinking similarly to what you've just said. And I actually saw a report from last year, mate. It said that the number of climate deniers in Australia is more than double the global average. Wow. Okay. So 8% of Australians are actual deniers, right? which well, is almost well, perfectly in line with Sky News's ratings. <laughs> um, complete coincidence. But the only countries that believe less in climate change and the science of climate change is the US, 
and Sweden, 9%. No idea why Sweden don't believe, but those are the only two countries that deny more than we do. Wow, Sweden, yeah, absolutely a, a healthcare utopia, but mm. uh, don't believe that it's been hot. Um, well, look, yeah, I, look, you know, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but Tim Flannery, uh, a famous climate oh, yeah. scientist, or could be an alarmist, whichever mm. side that he's got a PhD, on. though. He, he does, so, you know, he's probably coming from a bit far in front there. But uh, in 2004, he actually predicted that Perth could become a ghost metropolis if they didn't implement some kind of water management plan, which is pretty doomsy. And Tim Flannery knows what he's talking about. Mm. But then, you know, Ben Cousins swam across the the Swan River and he was buggered after that. So it it must be pretty big. So I don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Well, I mean, what you think about climate change usually depends on the kind of media that you're consuming, I Mm. think. I mean, luckily these days you can obviously create your own social media bubble Mm. um, and hear what you want to hear. But mainstream media plays a role in shaping our discourse, doesn't it? And News Corp is is up there when it comes to climate coverage. Certainly is. Um, News Corp is one of the leaders in climate coverage. And um, look, you pick up a Daily Telegraph, Herald Sun, The Australian, whatever your choice of of paper is, and you'll see everywhere that uh, climate change is relentlessly mocked by these papers, mainly due to misunderstanding and misinformation. I honestly think The Daily Telegraph thinks that climate change is halal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I think depending on what you read, there's never been a greater time in the world to have your own feelings and thoughts echoed and amplified. By Peter uh, Credlin. <laughs> that's right, yeah. uh, who, who, who does have a PhD in gut feel. <laughs> in political science. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, so, yeah, look, the da- Daily Telegraph, you know, they, they're saying that climate change, that the heat, it's just a, a cyclical thing. You know right. what I mean? It comes and goes. It's just like Christmas, which yep. they also say is dying. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, you know, and they also say that, you know, we, we once hated asbestos and inj- injecting rooms in King's yep. Cross, but they're now part of everyday life, aren't they? Yeah. So what's wrong with life in a dusty volcano? <laughs> well, I mean, we talked about it before, but it has it has been hot for a while in Australia. <laughs> I mean, we're largely desert in Australia. Um, uh, stats are, are stats confusing things. I mean, I don't want to know what the actual temperature is. I want the feels-like temperature. Yeah, that's right. I want the um, the the globe temperature. Is that what they call wet bulb yeah. temperature? Or the old like player comfort. In, yeah, that's in right. Cricket. Like when in the Australian Open, you know, when yeah. it's like hot as fuck in yeah. January and it's like forty degrees. I don't care what the air temperature is. I want to know what it's like under Novak's shoes. Yeah, <laughs> on the court. On the court. Hundred percent, right? mate. And you know what? Stats schmats. Um, you know, they, if ninety-seven percent of peer-reviewed experts say that the world is ending. Mm. Yeah, why can't I be a bit iffy about that? Yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? It's not 100%. I mean, I've never been west of Penrith, but, you know, (laughs) the majority of Australia is uninhabitable. Um, But it's only going to get worse. I'm pretty sure that it's, you know, and and we can't all live down on Campbell Parade in Bondi and go for a dip on a 50-degree day. We've got to to think about what we're going to do about this. So we've got to look at what the politicians are saying. And they're having a bit of trouble here, the politicians, over time. I mean, climate change has dominated politics for probably... Coming on two decades now. Mm, mm. A lot of prime ministers have fallen by the wayside over climate policy. Mm. I think Howard refused to ratify Kyoto. Um, Even he realised something needed to be done, but then he got swept out. Rudd came in, tried to do something, had an emissions trading scheme. There was all sorts of, uh, you know, back and forth over that. I think BHP and Rio Tinto came out against it. There was the whole axe the tax slogan, which Mm. was a very catchy slogan. It was. 
Um, Gillard obviously went as well, and, and Turnbull couldn't do anything either. That's right. It's, it's and actually, the less we say about Abbott, the better. That's right. But um, there's been so many attempts to craft some kind of emissions trading scheme over the years, but we just can't get it done. Why can't we get it done? Yeah, well, we just can't seem to get it through the two major parties, can we? Which is not Labor Liberal, it's BHP and Rio Tinto. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, climate change has uh, statistically actually killed more prime ministers than people. Yeah. Yeah, have you thought about that? No. It's the absolute uh, poison chalice, the hot potato of Australian politics, isn't it? And I remember Tony Abbott was uh, probably the most staunch uh, in uh, in opposition to any climate change sort was, of policy. Um, he actually repealed the carbon tax because a Penrith ice rink got a big power bill. Remember that? <laughs> And that's good enough for me. That sounds right. Yeah, that's right. But also as well, I mean, it's good to see that other sides of um, politics are, are, are going into bat for climate change. But I just don't know if they're going about it the right way. Mm. I remember last election when the Labor Party, mm. all the inner city elites mm. from, the, uh, from the inner suburbs of Melbourne drove a bus up to country Queensland to tut-tut them about um, wh- yep. why they should believe in climate change. You know what I mean? And it's obviously the people in Queensland voted with their feet, didn't they? Because Adani's up there bringing jobs, bringing industry. Swung the election, didn't they, That's the Queenslanders? Right. It certainly did. But, uh, it didn't you know, feel right to them. No, it didn't. It just didn't feel right. It didn't. But then, like, you know, Penny Wong and her friends are up there saying, well, why can't you just get a job in the city? Well, just listen to us. Yeah, yeah. Where's your art Do what we tell voice? you to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, hands off my BHP divvies is what I always say. <laughs> Every day for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, stop sending me those emails. Actually. <laughs> but, you know, what we've got to do, mate, and this is a phrase that I've heard bandied around and I don't really know what it means, is we've got to get to net zero emissions mm. by 2050. Yeah, yeah. And that's the latest metric that we're trying to reach, the, mm. the latest KPI that's been thrust upon us. Yes. Any thoughts on that? I mean, what is net zero emissions for starters? Well, that's the first thing I was going to say, It sounds mate. very good. That's right. right. Let's just uh, address the elephant in the room. I don't know what net zero emissions mm. means and, I mean, neither do you and neither does anyone. I mean, Scott mm. Morrison likes to say it. It says zero in it, <laughs> so it sounds temperate, doesn't it? I mean, I assume it's just like every time you drive your car down the M1 that the New South Wales government will plant a tree in the cross-city tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... They'll offset every, yeah, every <laughs> 10K trip that you take on in a motorway. Yeah, and then all the... With, re- a, with re- a tree that's been planted. That's right, and any sort of resale proceeds go to Transurban. I mean, what else do we need to do, mate? I mean, we're in the Copenhagen Accord, we're yeah. in the Kyoto Protocol, Cancun Agreement. We love. I mean, shut up, Matt Keane. I mean, we're doing a lot. <laughs> look at all the treaties we've signed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then you've got to look at the Great Barrier Reef, mm. and the Great mm. Barrier Reef is probably the most tangible symbol of climate change, in my opinion. It is because when we were growing up, the reef was just this colourful, beautiful, vibrant ecosystem. Mm. You mm. know that we read about in textbooks, we saw on grainy VHS videos in school. Yep. And apparently, it's fucked. I read that seventy. <laughs> percent of the reef is dead is that right and i don't know there's still a fair bit going on 30 percent still a lot of reef left yeah right okay um, but i think a lot of it's been bleached okay to what, the bullshit why can't we just run a fucking filter over it or something you know like <laughs> just up the color on your iphone oh, you mean like those those um world war ii in color documentaries yeah, just exactly. put a bit of color on it i mean all we need to do is just like entice the tourists in if they yeah. see a photo and the color's still there they get here tourism dollars yeah who cares well, once we shit. get them here then they'll spend on other stuff and the economy will be fine yeah that's right i mean because yeah i mean so should we not be telling anyone about this no no let's don't not tell let anyone. anyone know the reef's fucked keep coming yeah keep those tourism dollars rolling in exactly i mean it's a good hour and a half offshore anyway i mean right. you know it, what's out of sight out of mind so it's probably really. easier to do nothing and just reshape our tourism campaigns than actually solve climate change yeah i'd say say, yeah yeah bald face lies yeah okay have a go for centuries the backbone of this great nation has been you the seven million hard-working folk of country australia 
But when it comes to the crunch, regional Australia is always left behind by those big city politicians in the Canberra bubble. They're too busy pandering to their inner city constituents to understand what this nation is truly run on. The blood and sweat of local communities. The have-a-go country party will go into bat for you. The Country Battler. From the inland towns to the outback, our candidates understand the country. That's because they hail from the regions you call home. Unless their approval ratings dive, then we'll parachute in someone from the city with a bigger profile. The Have A Go Country Party. The voice of regional Australia. Authorised by the Have A Go Country Party Australia and spoken by an eastern suburbs-based NIDA graduate who has never set foot 30 kilometres west of the airport. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Well, why would I apologise? I won the point. Didn't let you bleed. But you seem to wind him up and then he, you know... I don't care. Well, why would I apologise? I mean, dude's got how many slams? How much money in the bank account? I think he can take a ball to the chest, bro. Did you aim it straight at? I actually was going for it. Going for it. I wanted to hit him square in the chest. Chest, chest, chest. Best country in the world. Very pleased again. Uh, to welcome social commentator and comedian Cam Knight to the Have A Go podcast. Welcome, mate. Welcome. Thanks for having me again. Mate, it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, today we're talking about, well, one of the most, well, probably the biggest existential crisis that the world is facing today. So I hope you're ready for it. What is the universe expanding into? Yeah, pretty much. No. Pretty yeah. much. Um, climate change. Oh, yeah, that one. Is it even real? I'm not sure. Is climate change real or, or has it just always been hot? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not a scientist, you yeah. know, mm. but uh, I, I, as a kid, I remember it being brutal, mm. you know. Mm. I grew up in uh, country South Australia, so we just had that oh, fuck, hot, hot there. desert mm. heat just blowing in and just destroying you but as a child like i remember the biggest fear that we had as a kid was the ozone layer the holy ozone layer yeah. you know, everybody was it. harping on about that that, that was called... sexy at the time wasn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Nice CFCs. Things. It, it was all about the cfc's yeah. it was yeah. all about your fridge <laughs> yeah. and what you're spraying around no yeah. more brute you no. know yeah they had to change yeah. and use hydrocarbon instead of the cfc's now you know? use glen 20 like a motherfucking just, gangster yeah. just like spraying it go everywhere. hard yeah, go yeah. hard but i don't know i mean is the hole still there has it fixed itself the whole thing was that it would write itself you know and yeah. nature they you know essentially nature can fix itself like yep. a barrier reef I, I think that's okay now well yeah. i don't know no sure. uh, oh, i, I think know. that's got some problems so that's the thing like the water is warmer um, mm. Or getting warmer, and so that's that's where they're all coming from. Saying right. the coral reef that's is dying; thing. it's getting cooked. Yep. Um, well, to me, so bleaching sounds like a good thing, don't you? Yeah. Like, only it's, it's only clean. if it's Uranus. Okay. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the planet, the planet, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you ask any bloke over the age of sixty, like yeah. he, he will just say, "Mate, it's always been hot." Yeah, my but, dad and I had a chat about that, yeah. and he sent me a book on all these different uh, scientists that have sort of weighed in, kind of debunking climate change. Now, my dad's even killed. He got it not because he believes either mm. or. He got it just to get a difference of opinion. Right. Because what we hear in the media and what we see on social media as well is all very left-leaning and it's all very Greta mm. and it's all just the world's going to end, the sky is falling. Yep. And so he, as my dad has always done, he's done it with religion as well. He's, he's read up on all religions and decided, I don't need any of that. But he, you know, he likes to just have all his bases covered. So he sent me that book and said, have a read of this just so you can have a, a bit of a sense of an, you know, an idea. And it's been a really good... Uh, What's the book co- called? I don't know. It's been a really good coffee cup 
fucking coaster. But <laughs> I, I haven't read it yet. But I, I've got kids for fuck's sake. Yeah. I don't read. You'll never read uh, it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Daily Telegraph. That's, that's what right. It was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but there's just lots of people are saying that they've done research in on you know the the polar caps and they can tap down into the ice and they can say there's all of these graphs and whatnot saying that the Earth is heats and cools over over a millennia uh, as a result of certain uh, situations and then eventually it just sort of writes itself. Okay. Right. Okay. But when you think about it now, the amount of uh, carbon that we're blowing up into the emission, up into the atmosphere, apparently we're like, uh, we're uh, three times the, you know, the what we're supposed to have in the atmosphere right now. Right. Um, of PPMs or whatever, which is mm. I don't even know what that is. No, neither. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to. <laughs> it's like a peptide. Yeah, 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 but it's like it's it's a massive amount of carbon uh, because of uh, fuel and uh, you know coal emissions and and all of this sort of stuff, which is that's that's the problem that we need to right itself. And I was wondering if even the pandemic had sort of lowered that a bit, given that we weren't driving around mm. so mm. much. You know, mm. I mean, uh, since the pandemic, climate change hasn't been that popular. No, mm. no, you no. know what I mean. No, like, not at all. Just been trying to get by, but like. For me, I kind of wish that I paid attention more in science class. Like, I didn't really get into... Did you guys like science? Not really, no. Yeah. I've never really had a thing for science, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. I just, if there was, a, like, a class about my feelings, I probably would yeah. have been a little bit more um, <laughs> yeah. interested, but just science, no. Nah. I mean, I did an arts degree. Like, you can ask me anything about, like, postmodern 20th century film, <laughs> yes. but when it comes to science, I've got no fucking idea what it's doing. Jesus and Christ. I wish I knew something. Same here. Well, so science for me was just great because you could burn shit with a Bunsen burner, melt stuff with acid, and every now and then if the teacher's backwards turn you might make a bong out of a beaker. You know, that was about it. And I only ever had one good year in science. It was like year nine and I had nothing to do with the teacher. Uh, I talk about this in my stand-up too. Like I used to sit every day. You got a line, you know, a signed seating. And this girl I used to sit next to was one of the hottest girls in school. And she wouldn't talk to me outside of that classroom, but in there I was just a little plaything. Like right. she used to mm. every day I'd sit down, you know, nervously waiting for this, and she'd always like knock my knee and start playing with my leg. Wow! And I was just like, oh my god, this is crazy. Like she just <laughs> play with my leg. I didn't learn a thing. It was mm. like whenever the teacher spoke, it sounded like Snoopy. It was just like, you know. And then like one day, this teacher was cutting into a bull's heart, right? And just as he cut into it, like she came up for the first time ever because she went in deep, like, yeah, right, right in deep, right. and then came up and just sort of thumbed. Oh wow! Th- thumbed it. Yeah. Okay. And I, like, <laughs> you know what it's like when you're a teenager. Like you're yeah. a skin sack full of hormones just waiting to explode. Like yeah. I, I now know where we got ac- you know acne back then because it's, it's just come trying to get out. But we, <laughs> like I, I um, she went up and gave it a thumb and I moaned and I like it was just like. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. It was like as if that dead bull had channeled me. I was just like, <laughs> like, and I got kicked out of the class. Like, so I, I failed that class. So I feel like I failed humanity because of her. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> basically, I have alternative views on climate change because I was horny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and that's a pretty yeah. good excuse to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, yeah. So, yeah, like going back to what you were saying, science is is a bit of a it's a contentious point of this whole debate, isn't mm. it? Mm. I mean, is is um, science to be believed? Why do we not. have to believe them? Yeah. Like, what makes these guys with PhDs so special? Yeah, Fact, like if it's facts. Yeah. Facts. Well, they do do experiments, and they seem, yeah. you know, they seem to lead to conclusive evidence. And so I don't, the, I don't sort of well, begrudge. Google's really leveled the playing field, though, hasn't it? Like, I can spend thirty minutes on Google. And I can know anything within 30 minutes. This is de- true. Depending on what the algorithm feeds me. Exactly. Because it reaffirms my existing ideals yeah, and that's, that's what it. I want from Google. Yeah, so if you want to... Exactly. So we can, all of us, sit with our head in the sand and not do anything. Mm. Mm. Um, and I guess 
Like I'm more concerned now that I've had kids, you know, because I wonder what that's going to be like for them. Like I know when I, we were planning to have children, I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to roll here. Like what am I bringing them into? They haven't mm. even invented hoverboards yet. Like <laughs> we're supposed to by now. Like Can't how's, use deodorant. This, how's this going to play out? Yeah. 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 Um, so I wonder what they're going to be left with. But I, I don't know if it, it, is, it is still a pretty – it's a fair way off. Mm. Like you that's know, the thing about it, isn't it? It's not a tomorrow thing. No, it's not, mm. and that's why we put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. But mm. we do need to have a little bit more forward planning, I think. Like right. I think we need to have less uh, idiots in in government thinking it's hilarious to take a lump of coal in and fart mm. around and whatnot, and start looking forward to what other things we can do. But I have a very I know I've annoyed some of my friends who are very left when they're talking about alternative measures for energy, getting rid of coal, and, you know, they're mm. just like mm. tidal and wind and solar, and I just mm. go... Hands off our minerals. I, yeah, and I just go, you you know, we need nuclear. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. What about Chernobyl? And I'm like, you just watched the series, and now yeah. you think you know fucking everything about Chernobyl. Mm. Like, settle down. I think it's changed since then. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you can't... The amount of infrastructure it takes and the effort and the time it's going to take to build all of those other three, mm-hmm. the tidal, the wind and the solar, uh, you can't just switch off a coal mine straight no. away. So you need a backup replacement for a little while. So I reckon you get a, an old mate nuclear somewhere yep. and that'll cover it. It's a lot cleaner. Mm. Uh, get rid of the coal. And then once you've got all of these other three in place, you can start playing it off a little yep. bit more. And but we could just set it up somewhere safe like Tasmania. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, oh, they yeah, don't yeah. have any... Yeah, you reckon? Oh, well, you know, like what? You know, if something goes wrong down there, God forbid. Yeah. I mean, you know... Really, what not are you a big losing? loss. No, that's not a big not a loss. loss. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. I was thinking Frankston. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frankston or Bankstown? Yeah, but okay. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> in Western Sydney would be ideal, I think. Yeah, I want to get bashed. I feel the shift on the ground. They say the sky is falling down. Do you want my vote to the next election? Ignorance is happiness Sky after dark all night long I won't change for you Stay right with me I won't change for you Even though you got three PhDs Oh, my super's gonna be lost Straight in the pocket of Penny Wong There's evil greedy scum in all directions the coalition hills are indifferent. Message received loud and clear. It won't change for you, cause it doesn't feel that hot to me. It won't change for you, cause it don't go snorkeling in the reef.
68 years old and I'm never gonna change. Have a go podcast. Have a go. Welcome to the Have a Go podcast. Have a go. Podcast Australia. Australia. Have a go. Mate, I saw a stat. Some scientists, don't know his name, said that if we keep this up, We'll be getting regular days of over 50 degrees by 2050. Yeah. What are your thoughts on living in a 50-degree lifestyle? It's going to be a bit warm. I mean, we're going to have to wear hats and sun cream mm. and stuff like that. I mean, people in Western Sydney, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. We're building tunnels to the coast, though, so that, that should be okay. Yeah. But, look, I think, you know, we need to look positively at mm. this. I know that our SCOMO's latest um, uh, approach to climate change after the bushfires wasn't about prevention. It was about making us more resilient. You know, don't yeah. worry about the problem. We'll just deal with the consequences. We've yeah. just got to be tougher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Toughen you're, up. You're on Harden fire. Up. Toughen up. Okay. So I just think we just need to look at it through that prism. So I think. So you're that, saying let's not do anything to mitigate this. Let's just embrace it and think of ways to live in a world where it is literally 50 degrees. Exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So yeah. I guess there's pros and cons to that. Well, there certainly is. I what? mean, first of all, I mean, no COVID. Because as we know, COVID doesn't survive in the in the hot hot temperatures. Squashes it right out. Doesn't Squashes it? it right out. That's why WA has no COVID. Yeah. Okay. Uh, booming rates of vitamin D. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So it'd probably be the same levels that you'd get if you were playing for Essendon or Cronulla. But yeah. 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 So you know, we'd all be very healthy. Mm. Um, and also look at a place like Dubai. I mean, look at them. We should mm. be following their lead. You know what I mean? They're go-getters, aren't they, mate? You they know, are movers and shakers. Yeah. It's an utter fucking furnace up there. You know what I mean? And they're actually getting shit done. And it's a tourism hotspot as well. That's right. I mean, you know, there's ferocious GDP growth up there, infrastructure, mm. events, the bloody World Cup's going up to Qatar, is it? Um, it's near there anyway. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, cranes on skylines. It's just like Berejiklian's New South Wales, really. Yeah. Um, you know, except for the restrictive access, access to alcohol, which right. is, um, is much worse here. Mm. Um, but it's a utopia, mate. It is, isn't it? Don't you think that we should be looking towards places City like in a that? desert. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds wonderful. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm looking forward to this new world, I think. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, and, and you mentioned AFL before. I mean, you look at AFL players and they, they run around with sleeveless jerseys around. Should we as, as Australians just get AFL jerseys out, get a bit of vitamin <laughs> D on the guns? What? Is that the solution? I don't know. Well, I think that should be the new range of corporate wear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the open neck V, um, sleeveless get away with ties. I mean, what do yeah. we need that anymore? I just go to work with But then the, you'd with still the have sash. some guys who'd come in someday on a long with a long sleeve jersey on just to be a bit different. Yeah, you know that's those right. players. Yeah, all those weird guys, yeah. yeah. But they're outcasts, so that's fine. But but look, I mean, um, all we would really need if we want to be like Dubai is we just need some kind of infinite river of oil. Mm. So, I mean, I'm sure there's one around here somewhere. I mean, we could fill the Murray Darling with petroleum if mm. it isn't already. Um yeah. But yeah, so I'm I'm looking at this positively, mate. Okay, I'm, I think it's a fait accompli. No, I think there are positives to be drawn from this. Mm. I think one, I mean, there's been a lot of talk lately about the impact that this is going to have on sport, mm. and some sports are more, I guess, at risk to mm. the effects of climate change than others. Mm. Um, one would be cricket, I think. I think the sport of cricket might cease to exist, which might be a pro. That could be um, because you have to be an absolute psychopath. To be a cricketer that's right. and to stand out in the middle of the field for six hours on your weekend. Certainly. Um, and that's got nothing to do with the actual weather. Not that's at just, all. you know, you have to hate yourself to do that, not to mention <laughs> your wife and an entire family. Um, you know, climate change also affects the post-match shower, which is not just reserved to cricket, mm. all sports. Yes. So, you know, 
water restrictions could see the complete demise of tubbing culture. Yeah, and that would be a massive tragedy. And who amongst us doesn't enjoy a post-match shower? Exactly. I don't want to be in and out of that shower within 30 seconds. No. Um, because of water conservation. <laughs> I want to be able to take my time. I want other people to enjoy that shower with me. Yes. You don't, um, you don't want any uh, sort of uh, restrictions on the washing process because let's be honest, it's only 2% washing. Yeah. It, the rest of it is, is bonding, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, we need to run that up the I line. So, mate, and even Warney is a believer in climate change. Is that right? I thought that might throw you, but he is. Is that yeah. right? So did the he aliens cause that one as well? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, even cricketers are seeing this as an existential threat. Yeah, And are. that's when you realise it's real. I don't give a shit what Tim Flannery says, but once Smudge tells me it's hot, I know that it's bad. Smudge. <laughs> Get a real fucking nickname, mate. Right, so we've got to sort this out. Okay. Recommendations. Yes. How yep. are we going to nip climate change in the bud? <laughs> Let's nip it in the bud. Just, I mean, it can't be that hard. You know what? I mean, like we rolled out a vaccine yeah. apace yeah, for COVID, did. didn't we? I reckon we can turn it around quick sticks. I reckon we can too. I mean, if we make a vaccine quickly, what about a fucking coolant? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, what, I mean, what's the problem? I have a coolant for my car. Do you have to go into a servo to get it? Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to get it at a servo. But I that's don't want right. to be humiliated by some mechanic who just goes, mate, you've got to fucking check your car out more often. Yeah. But what if you could get like a rewards card deal with it? You know what I mean? Oh, like four cents off. Yeah. Like four, four cents off your global saviour. I think That's, that would that work. That could be, yeah. So the four cents model. The, the, the <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Loyalty, pro- loyalty programs will solve climate change. So I'm saying Shell and Woolworths okay. hold the key to our future. Yep. Okay. okay. Otherwise, just run all the air conditioners at once. I mean, what's the problem? Yeah. Mm. That reminds me a bit of Earth Hour. Yeah. Do you remember Earth you Hour? You love Earth Hour, don't you? Well, I have talked about it before, I think. I mean, Earth Hour was just so full of promise. Like we all, Did you actually know that Earth Hour was only last week? Was it really? Well, that might give away when we're recording this episode, but it was only last week. <laughs> okay. And I didn't hear a fucking thing about it. Not a thing. I would have joined in. I would have turned the, the power off for an hour because yeah. I just like the camaraderie and the, the feeling of being you know, connected globally right. with others. But they've got to work on their socials. They do. Earth I mean, Because I didn't hear a thing. And you know what? That's that's good timing because it rained so much last week that I actually ran my pool filter 24-7. So that means <laughs> that, yeah, I was I was right on board. But they've got to figure out a better time. I think it's usually at 7.30 mm. as well. Primetime TV. No one's I'm not turning the telly off for that. No, nah, no. Nah, they need to do it at, uh, I'd say, 10.30 Monday morning. Yeah. Um, the other recommendation I've got, mate, is that, you know, I'm a fan of regulation. Okay? You are. I just want the government to have its bloody fingers in everything, okay? Why don't we regulate the sun? Yeah, okay. Okay, like we've just proven that we can take on the big dogs. We've just gut-punched big The tech. sun's had it too good for too long. It's it, been a free market, a free ride for the sun. Exactly. We I need mean, to clamp down. We're not getting anything back from it. That's right. And I mean, like if, if uh, Josh Frydenberg has a direct line to the Zuck, mm. I mean, why can't we slap a tariff on a big glowing sphere of hot plasma? So how are we going to bill the sun? Uh, I haven't really thought about that yet, Okay. Uh, but I'll just run that. I'll just get a focus group in to do that or some kind of subcommittee. Yeah. But, you know, look, it rises and falls once a day. So surely it's eligible for a departure tax. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, imagine the revenue could really take some pressure off the smokers and the gamblers too and the bloody mining companies, I hadn't even mate. thought about that. The yeah. sun has got a lot to answer for. It certainly does, mate. And that's where I would, uh, I think I'd be pinning my hopes on, on that one right there. Because the sun's not going anywhere. It's going to be around for another 30, 40 million years. I'd say so, yeah. Before it runs out of energy. So yeah. we need to start taxing this bastard. Yeah, that's right. Unless China privatise it or something. Okay. Um, other than that, mate, I'll just take my cues from science. So, you know, data, statistics and, and maths. Uh, not maths. Not maths. Maths, okay. yeah. So we could just pour wine on the sun, maybe. That might work. Right. So just yeah. have like a dinner party, <laughs> yeah. Sunday night dinner party and just pour wine on, on the planet. Yeah. Look, I mean, it sounds to me like nothing's working here. 
And I mean, those suggestions are obviously in good fun and spirit, but mm. I just think we have to evolve as a species, like mm. literally evolution and quickly. Mm. We have to get it done quick sticks. Yep. I mean, the thing about most climate change denialists is that they probably don't believe in evolution either, which is troubling because mm. they're not big on science, but... Look, I think we just got to do, we just got to do it. We've got to evolve our bodies, our, our organs, mm-hmm. our digestive systems will need to evolve yep. based on food availability because apparently yep. we can't produce wheat here anymore because of drought and all that kind of stuff. I mean, mass migration as well, it's considered moving towards the poles. Yeah, okay, yeah, good Why idea. Why don't we all just get on get a backpack on and start moving? Yeah. I mean, I know we you know, we're obsessed with house prices here and and buying housing in mm. Sydney, but let's move towards Antarctica. That's right. And we've got, a, Australia's got a stake in Antarctica too, doesn't it? Oh, oh the ice caps are melting. Oh, fuck. Um, but anyway, there might be some real estate opportunities for early adopters getting down <laughs> to Antarctica. <laughs> I think we also, maybe we could start reproducing at a younger age. And I'm not condoning statutory rape generally. Um, and we'll cut that bit out because that soundbite will be used against me. But it could be good for small business. <laughs> It certainly could. I think I think it could be good for small business. And at the end of the day, we need to realise that, you know, climate change isn't just hurting the farmers, is it? It's uh, also hurting tourism. So yeah. baristas and massage parlours are going down oh, as well. Oh, mate. Um, the most disruptive industries of all. That's right. I think another thing that will happen, which is probably a positive aspect of climate change, is our skin colour will get darker, which might fix racism. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? I think so. Like if we all eventually kind of look or resemble one another in terms of our hue, mm. um, Maybe climate change will just solve racism generally. I'm personally looking forward to that. Mm. I mean, I won't see it in my lifetime, but a little silver lining. That's right. Again, think positively. So climate change is the saviour from When you get out that Lynx deodorant spray, don't think twice. Go ahead, spray it all over your body. Spray it over your genitals if you need to. That's right. And just think about that you're solving racism. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. This is the best country in the world.